T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Two more hours. Give me two more hours. Here on News Radio 930 WBEN, it is Joe Beamer, hour number two. Usually the best of the three, but hey, you have to listen to all three to make that decision. We are talking cancel culture. We are talking the media and COVID 19. You know, this cancel culture has also gone to toppling statues and defacing statues, and now they're calling for Mount Rushmore. Really? Again, you don't have to be proud of everything someone did that helped make this country. Does that make sense? Let me explain. Obviously, 300 years ago, 200 years ago, 100 years ago, there were things done that weren't appropriate, right? Slavery was not appropriate. We are not proud of slavery in the United States. It is not a proud part of our history. But just because you get rid of the statues of the people from those times doesn't erase history. Doesn't erase what happened. And that stuff does need to be taught, right? You've got to teach. Yeah, we're not proud of it. Just because you teach parts of history doesn't mean you're proud of it. But that is the history of this country. They were people that helped mold the country to what we know, what we have today, a country that we continue to make better. So just because there's a statue of somebody doesn't mean you're proud that they own slaves. No one's proud of that. That is not a proud part, a proud part of American history. So that's one thing cancel culture is doing. They're, they're now on the Mount Rushmore, where the president will be today. And I'm sure you heard it in the news. I'm sure you've seen it. The president is putting everyone at danger by having fireworks at Mount Rushmore. 
because masks are not mandatory. Again, if I was going, I would wear a mask, but we're talking South Dakota, a state that doesn't have many cases, but he's putting everyone at risk. And now because he wants to do fireworks, according to CNN, he is putting, uh, he is making it, uh, let me, I should probably just read the story instead of try to uh, pull it up. He is putting them at risk of wildfires because that's why fireworks aren't there the last 10 years. So, of course, as soon as President Trump wants to do something, it's wrong on 18 levels, right? CNN Today had this story, but you would be very, it's very difficult to find this story. Remember a few, was it a month ago, two months ago? I don't know. Everything is blending together. But hydrochloroquine, remember that? And Trump was putting people at risk. He was going to kill people because he told people to use hydrochloroquine. Well, interesting study shows that it's, uh, it's working, that patients have better survival rates in the hospital with hydrochloroquine. Wait a minute. A month ago, CNN told us that the president was killing people by recommending this. But this study, I'm sure CNN put this at the top of their page, right? I'm sure if I turn on CNN right now, it's the, it's the top story of the hour. Wolf Blitzer's probably on there talking about how amazing this is. The survival rate is better, almost 10% better with hydrochloroquine. I'm sure CNN is promoting this. Let's see. Uh, Front page of CNN. Nope, not there. Let's see. Second part of that. Nope, not there. Uh, Let's see. CNN underscore. No. CNN business. Opinion sports. Oh, there it is. Right towards the bottom of the page. Towards the bottom of the page. That's a pretty big story. And I don't care if you think Donald Trump is the worst president of all time. I don't care how much you hate the guy. The fact that you are going to cover this up, you're going to bury it on your page. You're not going to mention it on TV. And you wonder why the president, you wonder why conservatives don't trust the media. Again, To say something positive of the administration doesn't mean you like the guy. Okay? But this isn't something... You're literally hiding this, CNN, because you don't like the guy. That's despicable. All right? I wasn't a fan of President Obama's policies. But there are things I could point to and say, yeah, I agree with that. He got Osama bin Laden. That's great news for America. That was great. I don't care if you like the guy or not. But to hide this, to bury this, and this is just a small example. Probably not worth going four minutes about. That's a small example. Let's look at the top story on their website. Uh, 11-year-old Florida boy dies of COVID-19. What? Now, that is awful. And I'm not going to make light of of an 11-year-old. That's awful. Okay, and as the president said, one death is too many. We shouldn't lose anyone to COVID-19. And 130,000 plus is an awful number. And I'm not going to defend that. I'm not going to defend everything the president did. Okay? However, an 11-year-old passed away from COVID-19, the youngest COVID-19 fatality in the United States. 
That's awful, awful news, okay? And I feel bad for that family. That family I know is grieving now. But when you click on the story and you read down the bottom of the story, the last, second to last line of the story, the 11-year-old boy had several severe high-risk factors. Again, awful. That boy should be alive. I'm sorry that the virus claimed his life. I'm sorry to his family. However, that line should be in the beginning of the article. It doesn't make the death any better. No. It doesn't make it any more at all. However, it is an important part of the story. We've been told if you have high risk, stay home. That is a huge part of the story. And they bury it because they want the headline. They want 11-year-old dies of COVID. Oh my gosh, keep your kids home. Get them away from their friends. Don't you dare go to that barbecue tomorrow. You are going to stay home. Look what Trump's doing. He's got this get-together and 11-year-old kids are dying. Again, it's awful. And I'm sorry for repeating myself. All death is awful. There's a family grieving right now. But for CNN to make it sound like it was this healthy 11-year-old kid who got the virus and died is not true. And that's why so many people question the media. That's why so many people look at this virus and say, well, you know, you're not reporting it accurately. They're making this all sound. They're doing everything they can in covering this to make the politicians on the right look bad. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, they want you to think that he is putting all children at risk. That's the goal. That's despicable. And again, if it was the Drudge Report or if it was Fox News doing it the other way, I would also say it's despicable. Yes, there is a severity to this virus. And we should all be cautious. I'm not going to tell you there's not. However, just report it accurately. Okay, that should be the, the, the first line. We don't need people out there you know, going crazy that their child is going to die from coronavirus. The flu could have just as easily taken that young boy's life. But when you have it, when, when the headline is 11-year-old dead of COVID, COVID, youngest fatality, and then you read on and it's the second to last, we all know, we've all gone on the internet. We've all looked at Twitter. Most articles, and I will admit this, I look at the headline and keep scrolling. Another headline. This was in the Buffalo News. So you know this is going to be a winner. Uh, of course, I lost it. Uh, in the Buffalo News, it was an article about another coronavirus fatality. Again, I'm not taking... There should be no one dying of this virus. The president said it. One is one too many. Okay, I'm not making light of any deaths. There is a family grieving. 
And that is awful. That is awful anytime. California man dies of virus a day after posting regrets for attending party. 51-year-old went to a barbecue last month near his community, uh, about 70 miles from Los Angeles. Shortly after the party, he started feeling sick. On June 20th, he posted a message on Facebook to warn his loved ones about the risk of the virus. He died a day after. And then you go on, you go on, and third page of the printout, it mentions that he had underlying conditions such as diabetes, chronic lung disease, and asthma. But if you just read the headline or you just read the first or second paragraph, you would think, my gosh, I can't, I can't go hang out with my friends. I, I can't even go to the store. Good thing, good thing Governor Cuomo closed them all. But if you keep reading, this guy had several underlying conditions. And if you are out there and you have, you're a high risk, you have underlying conditions, you do need to take better precautions. Yes, if you're going to a party, make sure everyone has a mask on. But, is all, you, should, but you do have to stay home. You do have to avoid people. It could kill you. That is important. There is severity to this virus. But, you know, I did a show a month or two ago about stop with the conspiracy talk. But when you have article on article on article that is just misleading in the headline, that's when people start talking conspiracies. That's when people start questioning the news they receive. It's not Donald Trump. You are doing it to yourself. The media is doing it to themselves. If you didn't, the last three and a half years, the slanted news is, has become so obvious. Don't blame Donald Trump for people not believe, believing the news. Blame yourselves. Frank, I'm going to take this to 27, just a programming note. Look at now, we had that. So that article Hey, don't go to a barbecue tomorrow on the 4th of July. Look what happened to this guy. But then we had all these protests between Memorial Day and now. And we've had a spike in 40 states. What does the media tell us? Numerous times, they tell us those protests had nothing to do with the spike. Not one thing to do with the spike. Actually, BuzzFeed, which is a despicable organization... BuzzFeed says that actually the protest helps social distancing. That's, this was reported by Live Science with help from BuzzFeed. It says, as protests persisted in major cities, large portions of the population stayed home, especially in areas where protests were accompanied by media reports of, vi of violence. Well, they could just, you know, watch TV. So you have one source telling us that the protest helped social distancing and then we go further again if we've learned anything it's read the entire article they know they're going to get you by a headline they might even get you to read the first or second paragraph but if we go on in this article it says this now they have talked to us about how the data shows no spike attributed to protest and how the protest actually helped social distancing. And there were masks worn at the, at the protest. 
Let's go to page three of three. That said, we don't know exactly how many protesters have contracted COVID-19 after attending the event. So they don't know. But they want the headline that says, protests, no cases of COVID-19, no spike. Trump in Tulsa, everyone there got COVID-19. Trump in South Dakota, watch out, he's going to spread this virus. Protesters, oh no, they were practicing social distancing. And by looting Target and setting Wendy's on fire, they actually had people stay home. They, they played into social distancing. They helped people social distance. And again, obviously a disclaimer, I realize that most of the peaceful protesters were just that, peaceful protesters and not associated with the looters, just so I don't get called out on that. But article after article, research determines protests did not cause spike in coronavirus cases. But they didn't. This is one from Forbes, where it concludes, the author's pre-release paper last week has not been peer-reviewed. And the study, the study couldn't determine how many, how many of the protesters went and got tests. But they will be very quick to post it. They'll go hide the hydrochloroquine story. They only write it so they can say, look, we reported it, but they'll bury that. If I hadn't told you, I guarantee most of you wouldn't have heard it. They'll bury the hydrochloroquine story because it makes Trump look good. But the front page, the front page will, of almost every major newspaper and news source had that research determines protest did not cause spike or something around that. And again, I just want to go back to this. I know half the country disagrees with me. I know half the people listening to me right now disagrees with me. That's not the point. Disagree with me all you want. As I say, I, I take pride to open the show up to people who disagree with me. I like talking to, to those who have different opinions. But don't blame the president for people not trusting the news when your news coverage is obviously biased. Just report the news. You can have an opinion. All right, we all know where Chris Cuomo stands. And he is fine to have his opinion on CNN. He does an opinion show. Wolf Blitzer sells himself as a journalist. If he wants to give opinion, then just say this is an opinion. CNN's opinion afternoon. Just do that. Okay, Fox does it. Fox's primetime uh, prime lineup is opinion. That's what it is. MSNBC does the same thing. You don't hear me on here talking about Rachel Maddow's reporting because Rachel Maddow does an opinion show. And that's fine. That's great. Good for her. This is an opinion show. Sandy and Tom do opinion shows. So I have nothing against an opinion show. But when you're selling it as real news and your tagline to your website is facts matter, then just report the facts. Don't hide them. Don't scare people into going to see their families they haven't seen in months. 
but say that the protests didn't spike coronavirus at all. And again, I have nothing against protests. Go protest. Go, that, that is one of the freedoms you have in this country. Go exercise it. That is fine. But on the same website, I see man dies after going to barbecue, 51. Wow, he's pretty young. And then right under that, protest didn't lead to coronavirus spike. If I didn't click those, I'd think, wow, I, I got to cancel my, I, I can't go to my parents tomorrow. I got to cancel my plans. But look into it. And again, I, 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 I'm not, I, I want to stress, I'm not downplaying the severity of the coronavirus. I'm not downplaying the fact that you should wear a mask when you can. And if you are high risk to stay at home. Simple. But just report that. Report the facts. Don't slant it just to go against the guy because you hate the guy in the White House. All right, when we come back, there's people on hold. I promise we'll get to you. Hey, if you think I'm crazy and everything I said was wrong, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about it. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Fridays are for Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN, talking the media's coverage of COVID 19, also talking cancel culture. Let's get right to the phones. We'll go to Barry and Brant. Barry, good morning. Joseph, can you hear me okay? I'm way out here in the town of Brant. You've ever been out here before? Barry, I've never been to Brant, no. Lovely community. Make it on your summer, uh, what do they call that? Bucket list. I will. I've got a lot of time, so I'll definitely uh, go check it out. Barry, a little bit about myself. I'm what you call a uh, first time, a long time. I've listened to WBEN and other outlets over the years here. Uh, limitations from way out here. Listen, I'm, uh, <clears throat> and by the way, I apologize. One piece of advice, and I know you're a good, healthy man. Don't smoke tobacco and don't chew tobacco. I'm struggling now later in life because of two poor decisions in, in my teens, and it decades long, but I'm, I'm finally over the addiction, and it's just, uh, the health is just terrible. Anyways, my bio for you, if you don't mind, real quick, age 86, I am a lifelong Republican. Some of the uh, Republicans I truly praised and loved, Ronald Reagan, uh, here locally, some of your viewers, you may be too young, but Jack Kemp and Jack Quinn, I, I, I model myself after the philosophy and uh, different mindset and policies of some of these people. Joseph, I think one of the problems is 
your listening audience, I think we're focusing too much on this cable TV news, and that's one of the problems I have as a lifelong GOP of our president's uh, passion for cable news. I'll give you three pieces of uh, where I get my content. First of all, I eliminated my Facebook page a while back. It just got to be too, too toxic for various things. Lifelong friends. I'm talking about young men that I worked out here with, uh, out in the fields. We would do, uh, this is going back, Joseph, 70 years farming and doing different things. I no longer speak to them. Why? Because of their toxic angle. Nothing in particular about the current president, but this mindset is just overwhelming. And again, I'm lifelong Republican. Joseph, I'll give you three pieces of advice maybe you want to explore this weekend and as you head into the summer months. Here's where I get a lot of my news content. The BBC. It's not Fox News, nor is it CNN. It's very, in my opinion, unbiased from looking at America from a different perspective, obviously from a different nation. Joseph, another one, CBC, our friends up north. You could argue that maybe it tends to lean to a little bit of the left, but again, an outsider's perspective, it's not this shock and awe uh, content we see constantly on cable TV. And then uh, NPR, not even necessarily the local station, but I go to the national feed of NPR to look at different views in, in terms of that. I guess what I'm trying to advise to you and some of your listeners is broaden your horizons. I do have a Twitter account. My, my wife and I, by the way, she's age 89. Uh, we look at it, well, we, Joe, we do what we call the 939. We look at the Twitter feed at 9 a.m., 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. And I don't know if that's something you and others want to do. We get a glimpse of the news from some of those uh, networks I just mentioned there, as well as the, the big ones. But I really think it's a, it's a way for us to uh, not get bogged down. And, uh, again, eliminating the Facebook from our lives has made it much more uh, stress, less stressful, I'll be honest with you. And uh, I just think that we, we have to take a look here and analyze. And, and I have to disagree. I do think the president with the constant attacks on the media, has really hindered a lot of people's ability to look at things objectively. And he says media. Does he mean all media? Because obviously he's a fan of a couple particular cable TV stations, but I just wish he and some of his followers would broaden their horizons and obtain content from other sources. Your thoughts? Barry, you know what? I, I always say that the truth is usually in the middle. Uh, if you just get your information from one outlet, uh, you are doing yourself a disservice. And, and I agree with you. It, it's I look at, I watch CNN, Fox News, MSNBC all the time. I want to see what they're talking about, see how their headlines are different. Uh, but I've never thought of looking from another country's point of view. Uh, but you know what, Barry? I definitely will. I'll be, I'll be looking at those outlets now that you've mentioned them because that's also a great way to just look. You know, Again, the truth I always find is somewhere in the middle of what they're all reporting. The truth is the most important, Joseph, and that's why, one, I will never, never look at whether it's television your Twitter feed, or anything else on the web is that OAN. That is just ridiculous. That is clearly plants. The reporters clearly have a perspective of trying to, oh, how would I say, the baseball term, I know you're fond of baseball, tee it up for the president. And I just, again, as a lifelong Republican, I have a lot of problems with networks setting them up. And that's, again, the Fox News primetime television network. 
I, I have no tolerance or time for that. I mean, we, we, we've read documentation that Mr. Trump, and good for these two hosts, regularly speaks on the, on the telephone with Mr. Yep. Carlson and Mr. Hannity. For those two men to have the ear of the president, and I have to say it's admirable, though for the president's perspective, I think it's questionable to be taking any advice from really who are entertainers. They're not journalists. Right, and they don't bill themselves as journalists. But they have the ear of the president, which is mighty. And, and in, my, in my opinion, Joe, I think that's frightening because I think he should listen. Sure, take perspective from everywhere. But please, 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 Mr. President, don't base policy in thoughts on, on what two, you know, shock jocks have to say. And I, I define them as shock jocks. You know, again, Joe, age 86, I've seen really over my lifetime the evolution of the broadcast industry. Obviously, early on radio, and now we have television. Uh, I sample on podcasts from time to time as well. But again, this shock jock mentality, which I see quite a bit. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say the Rachel Maddow show, Rachel Pretley has a perspective of one, one angle, but I think behind the scenes, reading up on her, the research that her team does, there is more journalistic uh, content that she's basing her opinion on. She still has an opinion, sure. Same thing with Mr. Cuomo on CNN. Uh, at the end of the day, though, Joe, again, lifelong Republican, I can't believe these times we're living in. Cool. All right, Barry, thank you. That's Barry in Brant. You, you know what? Again, if I, if I had the ear of the president to do my opinion show, why not? I think that works out best for both. Have your ear of the press. I'd like to have the ear of a local politician, but, you know, I don't. But again, Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson are not journalists. No one turns on Sean Hannity and thinks they're going to get an unbiased view of the news. So I appreciate Barry's call. I think he may have been lying about being a lifelong Republican. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was 100% true. Uh, you know, uh I've always been a fan of looking at other sources, right? I always talk about sitting in this chair. I always talk about watching CNN and comparing it to what NBC is talking about, usually the same thing, and compare it to what Fox is talking about. Uh, and again, take, take every news source knowing their point of view. You know, I'll do the same when I look at Drudge Report. When I look at OAN, as Barry said, uh, now, yeah, maybe I will go take a look at the um, BBC or at CBC. Both of those do lean to the left, but it would be nice to get a perspective from a different country. But again, to say that Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity are shot jocks, mm, I don't think so. They're political. They do political commentary. That is what their shows are. Sean Hannity does a three-hour version of that on this station and then a one-hour version on TV. But there is a difference. When I go to CNN.com, even when I go to FoxNews.com, if I click on a story, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for news. And again, Fox News says, we report, you decide. CNN says, facts matter. I'm not judging these stations on their primetime programming. Because neither Chris Cuomo, Sean Hannity, Rachel Maddow, I don't think any of them are journalists. I take them as opinion shows. They are commentary. 
But when your regular news in a show you call CNN Newsroom has a bias and a slant as well as your commentary, that's where the problem is. And again, this is a free world. This is the United States of America. If you just want to do 24-7 commentary, opinion, then do it. That's fine. But don't bill yourself as facts first. And I will always use this station as an example. I think we have a, a really good news department, a great newsroom that I'm proud to work with. But that's the news. That's not connected to our opinion. There's not opinion in the news. The opinion shows are on during the day. And at the top and the bottom of the hour, we give you a news update. Not a biased news update. That's news. This is commentary. And if CNN wants to just do commentary, bill it that way. That's fine. Same with the Buffalo News. They have a viewpoint section. I don't agree with most of their political commentary, but I enjoy reading it. I enjoy seeing their perspective. But then when that bleeds out into your news, that's when people have, a, have trouble trusting you. And that's why I like to go look everywhere. AP, Buffalo News, New York Times, CNN, Fox News, OAN. And by the way, OAN does have some good programming. Michael Caputo has been on there a few times, and they've been excellent shows. One more example before we get to the calls. And Frank, I'll take this to 55. Uh, little evidence that protests spread coronavirus in U.S. This is from the AP a few days ago. Well, let's go more than halfway down. It's hard to measure the protests' impact on the number of, for a number of reasons. Number one, many protesters were young adults who generally are less likely to get severe illness and therefore may not have gotten tested. Then what's the point of the article? Because if they're not tested, if you don't have data to back up that protest spread coronavirus, well, little evidence that protests spread coronavirus. If I read that headline, I think, wow, they've done a lot of research. There's only little evidence that points to that. No, the problem is they, they don't have any. They have no evidence because they don't know who got tested, if anyone got tested, and where they went after that. So it's, it's just an example of how they magnify a situation in a Republican state or with President Trump and they make excuses or they minimize the effect if it's something that's against the president or a blue state. We haven't heard much of California because it's a blue state. I mean, it took the governor a week to add California to his travel ban list. All right, we're going to take this up so we get these calls before we go to news, and we'll start with Tony and Clarence, who I'm sure is going to point out where I'm wrong. Hello. Hey, Tony. Uh, Joe, good morning. First of all, you made some, I, I listened for the last hour and a half that I was on hold for about an hour, and uh, you made some good points, but you're not considering some very important information. First of all, the actions of the president or the lack of actions of this president are despicable. What's an example of lack of action? A lack of action, yeah. Back in 
what he knew about the oncoming of the coronavirus. He was told that by the CDC. He did nothing. When he found out about it in January, he waited a whole month before he did anything. That's causing the people to die. Lack of action. The reform bill on the police done nothing. He put a bill up there that suggested or recommended that they don't use a chokehold. With the blacks in unemployment, the blacks unemployment rate is 16.5%. It was the lowest before the pandemic, Tony. I don't know and I don't care right now. I'm talking directly about what's going on. Well, so wait a minute. So, so we can't consider the pandemic when we look at the job numbers? You know, you want to go back in the past, that's fine, Judge. That's not why I'm calling. We take a look at the top 5,000 Fortune 500. In the entire Fortune 500, there are five black executives running a company that are male. There are zero females that are running any kind of company. This president also is a traitor to the soldiers of this nation. He didn't have the he didn't have the courage to read this PVB that talked about the fact they were paying bounties. This is your president of the United States, a man of direct, direct, direct election. So where did you get all this information? From, from uh, many TV and radio shows that I listened to. February 27th, that was the last PVB he didn't read. He hasn't the ability to read anything. He doesn't read the PVB. PBB is the intelligence reports that supposedly keep our country together. He hasn't done any of that. He has somebody come in and give him a cartoon version of a PBE. He is the tallest uh, president we've ever seen. Thank you. All right, that's Tony and Clarence's opinion. Again, no facts to back that up. No information to back that up. That is his opinion. And like I said, I allow all opinions on this show as long as, you know, it's not offensive, you can get your opinion on. That is Tony's opinion. I'm starting to think Barry and Brandt may not have really been Barry and Brandt. But again, you don't have to make up a name. You don't have to fake being somebody. Call in. I, will t- I-, I don't care if you disagree with me. Don't lie to Frank. Don't lie to me. Tell Frank, hey, I think Joe is crazy and I'd like to tell him why. Frank would put you number one on the list. He thinks I'm crazy too. So don't lie to get on the air, okay? I'm going to take your call. Again, be respectful. Don't be offensive to anybody. But if you want to call in and say, Joe, everything you've said for the last two hours is complete baloney and this is why, I'm fine with that. I I welcome that. But I do lose respect for you when you lie. Like Tony and Clarence. Tony didn't lie to get on and that's fine. Tony and I obviously have a very different point of view on politics in America. And that is fine. That's the beauty of America. All I ask when you call in, don't lie about who you are. Tell Frank what you want to say. Use your real name and we'll have a good conversation. But don't tell me you were a lifelong Republican when you're really not. Just tell me. Just tell me. Like, Joe, I I think your opinion is awful, and here's why. I don't like the president, and here's why. That's fine. We can have that conversation. I just lose respect for you when, when, when you uh, lie. And everyone asks, why do you keep bringing Tony on? Because Tony's very honest. He didn't say he was someone else. 
He didn't claim to be a Republican. He told me exactly what he thought. And I disagree with him 100%. But you know what? If he calls on Hardline Sunday, he'll be one of the first calls I take. All right, we're going to get one more call before we go to break. And it's going to be John and Kenmore. John, good morning. Hi, good morning. I'm just calling about the guy that called from Brandt. Uh, who said he was Republican. There's no way he's a Republican. It has to be a Democrat or a, a socialist. And he talked about being a lifelong Republican, and all he did was go after Trump and talk about BBC. That is one of the most liberal uh, media organizations, NPR, despises Trump. And then he went on to talk about guys from Fox. He didn't say one bad thing about one Democrat, not one bad thing about our, our senator. He, or one thing that he disagrees with the, with the Democrats. Doesn't have to say something bad. Disagree with everything he said. He disagreed with Trump and how he did things, and how um, other Republican media or so-called Fox media uh, he dis dislikes. So I think the guy was was a plant on the Democratic side, trying to pretend that he was a Republican to try to convince Republicans um, to look at a different manner. So. John, I don't doubt that at all because we've done this show. You know, our money goes toward NPR and you're right. You you turn on NPR and, and again, I do listen to get a different perspective, uh, but they are not fans of this current administration in most of the programming that I have caught. John, thanks for the call. That's John in Kenmore. Hey, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about this, but it is the last hour of Live and Local before the 4th of July. And I would like to ask you, what makes you proud to be an American? And also, COVID-19, you know, a lot of events gone this weekend. What are you doing instead? How are you staying close to family and safe at the same time? But we're also going to talk about cancel culture and the media's coverage of COVID-19. It's Joe Beamer, and we're back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 